I don't think there can be any question about how manipulative Robin truly is after watching this episode. There's always this big debate, at least between me and you, of, man, is she really smart enough to be that manipulative? Is it just kind of coincidence? Does she really just have no idea what's going on? I think we can finally agree, potentially, maybe agree, that Robin really is the neck that leads the head. I've always been on the side that I think Robin is the master manipulator. Oh, okay. This just confirms and so many moments in this scene or sorry, this episode shows either Robin contradicting herself or which we've mentioned before the way they talk around the truth, right? They don't really mention names or places or a person. They kind of just talk around the issue where there's one section where Robin is really talking down to what Christine and Janelle are doing in every way possible. In all aspects, it's finally getting a little bit more direct. We're saying Robin's the favorite. The things didn't settle after Robin. Even on the same kind of wavelength, Robin is now like saying Christine specifically and Janelle specifically, which pisses me off way more. They're getting to the point where they're talking about personal, private conversations that are going on Mm -hmm. between two individuals and how that could be used against you. And all this time for years, we've been seeing, you know, that relationship is between them. But now you're hearing all these stories of how is this person feeding you information about another relationship when they're supposed to be its own thing that already seems like you're going around the the rules of this whole setup. Right? The expert of polygamy, the woman that has lived it all of her life, and this is the only thing she's ever wanted for herself and her family, Miss Robin Brown, contradicts exactly what she said for the past 17 seasons. How every relationship is its own private relationship, and we never talk behind each other's backs. And wow, so many conversations were examples this week. There's two scenes, one with Cody and one with Robin, where... They're almost caught red-handed where it really shows how much Robin tries to pretend to be unaware of things, right? She's trying to be aloof. That drove me crazy. Just so confused. So has no idea ever. But overall, did you like the episode? I did. But towards the end, you mentioned something where you said, did you notice this episode's only about two to three scenes? Mm Mm-hmm. And besides a few talking heads, it really was a very centered episode. There wasn't, there was a lot going on as far as the talking heads piece and what everyone's opinions are, different situations. But as far as the aspect of the show of watching this family kind of live, I feel like you don't really see much of that. Towards the end, we saw a little bit of Christine's kids planning her 50th birthday, but let's be honest, that was pretty dry and... (laughs) Real setup. Probably not something people wanted to watch. Mm -hmm. But at this moment in time, just this one episode, you're not seeing so much of what do these people do on their daily lives? It's more of we want to hear what are your opinions of everything that's been going on in your family. Yes. And I didn't mind. But you got to imagine at some point we do have to have what is your life now? What are you doing? And I feel like that is coming. But at the moment, there is so much to unpack And we've already even started hinting at ourselves, which I don't know why. Why are we getting ourselves excited for the tell-all when we know that is a long, (laughs) long ways away? Like, we have to stop. 
but there's so many hopes for a tell all, especially with things that happen in this episode of like, Oh, I wish they bring that up, but they're not going to, they're not going to ask them direct. They're not all going to be in the same room. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So the, honestly, the tell all's four sister wives, I think are fairly tame. You're not getting some groundbreaking thing. You're not getting some crazy reaction because they're in the same room and sort of everyone's defending for the, you know, defending themselves. We're not going to get that. The bar is so low for the tell-all, but for myself, I still have hope that they'll show really spicy scenes to other people that have not seen them yet. So personally, I want to watch Robin, watch Christine say, I would never be her friend. Even now, you cannot trust someone like that. She says she wants the family, but she wants monogamy. I want her to watch that. Show me some real tears. That's spicy. Yeah, give me it. That's my only hope is that we will have them watch those types of scenes. But that's as about as far as my hope goes. Did you notice on this episode it opened with like a lot of pretty scenes of Flagstaff? Like the downtown, the mountain. <laughs> like, I feel like we didn't get that in previous seasons, but I'm noticing a lot of it this episode. Well, this season, I should say. So you're saying the, the B-roll for production is, is going up? Yeah. We're, maybe we don't have a lot of footage of things actually happening, but we have around the town. I feel like they're just filling time. They're like, we don't have much going on. We need a lot of shots of nature, the town, life. Okay, going back for just one second, because that brings up something I want to talk about. Another, we're talking about how this episode was essentially two scenes. We had the apartment, and then we had backyard at Mary's, and that was it. And the whole conversation was... Tell me about something that happened, basically. We have no footage. We have no, no firsthand accounts. We have nothing. It's everyone telling what they think happened, basically, as to where in traditional reality TV, if we're talking about a text message, we're seeing some of that text message sure, thread. Sure. If Janelle is talking about a conversation she had with Robin, we're going to see a flashback of that conversation and can prove it was non-confrontational. Wouldn't that be amazing if they had that footage but at the time they thought it was kind of boring so it just didn't make it to air but they did have that footage that would be incredible i know i i want them to go back and give me examples of basically everything that we're talking about now that would make it so much better the text thread was brought up a little bit we'll get into it it was brought up back to the episode savannah is one of my favorite you call them characters. <laughs> One of my favorite characters now. She's just growing up to be such a sweetheart and like a great young lady. And she's so quiet and she was so funny as a kid. And so seeing her grow up is so sweet. But seeing how hurt she is made me so mad. It's interesting that for a while it seemed like, I don't know if this was purposeful or not, but we really didn't hear much about Savannah or mm -hmm. at least... I mean, we saw her on this show, but she didn't really say anything for the cameras, whereas now she has a talking head. We're asking for her opinion. I do like that. And yeah. it's good. I mean, it's sad that she's validating what we thought of. You should be mad at your dad or what is she thinking? Like, mm -hmm. she just not she doesn't get a Christmas with her father or her family. Like, what's going on in her head? And she confirms, like, yeah, I'm angry at my father, like. That's not okay. I haven't spoken to him since my birthday, which is in early December, and we're in mid-January. 
so sad. Not only haven't like personally spoken to him, which I assume that means like not even a text. I count that as speaking. So nothing, no Christmas gifts. She's just grouped in with I'm mad at Janelle. So those kids don't exist. Cody says this thing like he's busy or he's in a place where he'll eventually reach out. Oh, I'm like mm. your child it's not your child's fault that you're going through this. So you need to do your best to essentially work around that. Like, yeah, you and Janelle have things going on, but that is still your kid. And the fact that this is the treatment Savannah's getting once again, I mean, we had this whole deal with Isabel. Now we're going to have this with Savannah. Yeah. Like, this is not good for the longevity of these relationships with your kids. Another perfect example, Gabe getting his birthday forgotten. You hit on this already, but the quote from Cody was that he is in a place where he is separated from his children because he has been kicked out of his home, the space that he had with his children. He continues on to say, the phone goes both ways. The kids can call me. Eventually, I'll bring Savannah Christmas. It'll be late, but eventually that'll happen. Uh, There's a few things there. So for one... Again, we've mentioned it before, and everyone seems to be on this opinion that, yes, he he keeps using the two-way phone thing as an excuse, but we've, as a whole community, have decided it is not the child's job to maintain these relationships. It is your job as the parent. I don't care if the kid is 80 and the parent is 100. Like, it's still on the parent. And it's especially on the parent when the child is a minor. Like, that's ridiculous. You hold Ari to that same standard then. Like your relationship depends on how much she calls you. Then there's this thought of kicked out of our home. The way they use wording. Oh, he said is, my home. Is, is, is Yeah, true. Is intriguing because I don't know their financials, but at this point I would imagine it's Janelle's pot that is paying for this apartment. Mm-hmm. You don't ever come over. So how is it your home? Yeah, you don't just get to claim it. And again, he, he's it's almost like a defense mechanism of, oh, you kicked me out of the house. Oh, that means I can't see my kids. It's like, whoa, I never said that. Like, you can't live here. You can't sleep here and live here, but you can always see your kids. And I feel like he just defaults to, no, I'm kicked out of the house. I, I can't, uh, you know, I just can't see my kids. Isn't it so interesting? Like, the kids are so tiny. He can't. If he's not home, he cannot have a relationship with them. But then then in the next breath, he's like, the phone goes both ways. Like, which is it? Are they so young that you're depending on the mother to facilitate the relationship? Or are they so old that they should be reaching out to you? Regardless, he's the victim in both scenarios. Savannah says that she's angry at Cody mostly. She says that she was really sad because that's her dad. But now she's just really angry with him. I don't have too much on this, but... We're not parents, but it's just really hard for me to imagine going that long. Well, one, just not having a Christmas with my child, but going that long without speaking, texting, communicating with my child. There's probably a lot of parents that listen to this pod. I mean, this must have been like there must have been a lot of oh shit moments for parents watching this. I appreciated Christine getting mad on behalf of Savannah. And Janelle, really. She talks about how Cody lives a half hour away. He's always coming in and out of town. And this is his pattern. She asks, why are they living here? Why would they stay in this? 
She says, I don't think he understands how easy it would be to fix this, to just see his kids. She mentions it as well that it's fascinating that she's trying to keep her cool because (laughs) Savannah is there. Yeah. But she would be losing her shit if she wasn't present. I did hear a podcast, Psych Legal Pop, fun podcast recommend, but they did mention how they did think it was a little odd that Savannah is always involved in these conversations that are maybe a little too adult for her as kind of like the kiddo. And this is like her mother figures. I didn't really think of that aspect before. And that is probably pretty hard to hear. Like at the end of the day, it is still your dad and you're going to want a relationship with him. But to hear people like pile on and then talk about their own relationship, I think it is difficult for her to hear. Like it puts her in a weird spot. I think they maybe forget she is like 17 at this point, maybe 16. I think so many of these kids have, you know, gone to their own conclusion that they're either not a fan of their father, not a fan of Robin. I mean, yes, we target certain people when we talk about these Christmas events, for example, the boys, but it also doesn't seem like Savannah's just asking to go over to Robin's house Mm or I'm fairly sure Savannah could probably drive. Like she's not driving over to Robin's house. That's like not something she's just volunteering to do. So I think at, at this point, the opinions have just gone so far one way I hear what you're saying. It's probably not a good look for a kid to be going through that or mm-hmm. listening to these conversations, but I somewhat think that it's not going to change their opinion. That's true. I don't know. Just it, I think of it in the same vein as like when you see your parents argue, where you're just like, eh, I don't really need to know any of that. Going back just a little bit, the beanbag chair. Janelle wanted the beanbag. She's about functionality. She's about comfort. I feel you. I don't know if it's really needed in an apartment this small, but hey, you do you. The thing is, Cody and Christine bought these. Now they will become Janelle's. Sure. Was Mary the original owners because these made an appearance in season one? Are these the same ones or does this family just love oversized beanbag chairs? One, I think that would be the longest life a beanbag chair has ever had. (laughs) Very good point. (laughs) Two, I think it's newer beanbags. So we, this family's just a fan. I've never, have you ever owned one? No. I've never owned one. Though I did love friends that had them and I did have fun. That's what a beanbag's good for. You go over to your friend's house, you chill, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> like I wouldn't own this, but that's, that's tight. And then you go back home. <laughs> have you seen those huge ones? Like way yeah. bigger to where yeah, like you're just like melting like into them. It's bigger than adult size. It's gigantic. Very tempted to get that for the corner by our TV. I mean, aren't they just collecting like dust and dirt? Yeah, probably. (laughs) It'd be cool for like two months. Something I would not have thought about, which I think Christina's a pro, the beanbag was wrapped really well. That is so smart. And I will be honest, I don't know if I would have thought of that. I'm throwing that shit straight in the car. I was (laughs) would not even think about wrapping it like that. She probably tried and then was like, crap, I have to wrap it. Right after kind of all the beanbags struggling through the door, Christine asks Janelle if she would like to move in next door to her because her neighbor will be moving. Unfortunately, she can't. I mean, we don't want to move Savannah again. I think it's like her junior or senior year at this point. And I mean, it makes sense. She said if she didn't have Savannah, absolutely. As Savannah standing right there. (laughs) Okay, there's a few things here. Later on, they talk about how, okay, that was probably a little insensitive to ask. She's going through a lot. But yes, I know Christine's trying to be funny, like, haha, be my neighbor. But 
she's not she's separated from Cody, but mm-hmm. they're not divorced or anything. And if they're not divorced in their religion and she just moves back to Utah where he technically thinks it's a it's like the enemy, you know, state <laughs> yes. or whatever, that just wouldn't happen. It's just not a good look. Okay, but in all fairness, this would not be the first time this happened. But <laughs> the way Janelle responds with, oh, if like Savannah was like done with school, it would be a no brainer. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean to be a no? Like you would just do it. That That's well, giving yeah. you so much insight into where they are in their relationship. Now, sort of they're sort of slow walking it at the moment with, you know, oh, divorce. I'm so committed. Religion's hard. You immediately respond to Christine that, oh, yeah, if my child was done with school, I'm like immediately out of here. That's telling us a lot. Yeah, it's over, over. Sure. She says separated because she respects that aspect of the religion and what it takes to be divorced. But she's out. That's it. There is no coming back. Christine ended this scene by saying that she doesn't like seeing the same thing happen to Janelle that has happened to her. She said it's happening all over again. And is he going to leave everyone except Robin? The answer is yes. Which is the first moment where, again, in this episode, we're starting to see characters or cast members be more direct with their opinions or insults. I'm here for it. I love it. Saying the names. I want. I want them to call each other out. Yeah. This, the fact that they're doing this, like we were just talking about the tell all and, you know, good things aren't going to be brought up. But the fact that you are being called by name, mm-hmm. this needs to be brought up. These it, moments need to happen. There's no mistaking it. And honestly, because it's kind of happening more frequently in the few episodes we've already seen, I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed. We're going to get some a decent tell all at least in the sister wives world of tell-alls. Here's a little bit of a tangent. The way the episodes are going, do you recall how many seasons were ordered for this? Or excuse me, how many episodes are ordered for this season? I don't. I want to say typically we're about 12 to 15 episodes. I guess, how many episodes are you comfortable where they're kind of towing the line of similar topics, right? They're not going too far out. I mean, they're kind of hinting spoilers, not spoilers of Christine going to a matchmaker, but how long are you going to be okay with them just talking about their issues? Someone separated. Wow. We're still mad at Christine. Like how long can you go? And like, okay, yeah, I get it. You're mad at Christine. Like, can we get new content or a different talking point? You know how every year in married at first sight, I'm complaining when we're at the six-month mark. Nothing's happening. How the heck are we six months into real lifetime of a show of an eight-week experiment? But I would take that for Sister Wives, and I'm not. Like, this is my favorite show. I'll take any morsel I can get. I know I'm in the minority. I know I'm on my own island. No, no, no. I hear what you're saying because, I mean, come on. We get a shot of Robin's house and we are dissecting that thing for like... (laughs) Pausing, rewinding. (laughs) 10 to 20 minutes just dissecting every little piece. I mean, there's TikToks about it, Reddit posts. Yes, my people. I mean, there is is an army just just of analysis for this show. So I get that. I just wonder, will the community get bored of a similar line being followed per episode? Absolutely, because this week I've noticed more complaints than at all this season yet. So, yeah, people are not happy about kind of how this episode at least was set up. And if 
that's what they're going to do for most of the season, it may not be great. Now, mind you, we've said a lot of positive things. We really enjoy the season so far. Mm -hmm. We've had some really good talking points, some really good back and forth. But I just, I guess in my mind, I didn't expect it to be going on for so long. No, definitely. That kind of goes back to the point where this family, they cannot get over their issues. It's almost like the family's so big. That there's this intricate web of just issues like this person has an issue with that person. This parent like can't talk to that parent. There's so many of these little micro issues that it's like nobody, nobody can get together and work their shit out. Yeah, it's been years, years and years and years and things just snowball. And it's mostly Cody. Let's be honest. I mean, even, I, I get that. That that's true. That he. I mean, that's like that's like head honcho there. <laughs> but I mean, even this episode, we're gonna talk about it here in a moment. Of there's even kids that have issues with parents, and like they can't yeah. be in the same room or hang out. It's like, what is going on? Why can't you get over these things? No matter what situation you'd be trying to like tell me doesn't involve Cody, I can find a link to Cody. Any problem in this family, I will find a direct link. Bet. The other day I was thinking about how Robin's house in Vegas was the only one that had like a massive backyard redo, like really nice grass, fire pit, play area, and everyone else just had like a crummy backyard. Sure. And even this week I was like, of course, because Cody was working Cody Airfingers over there. He was in the garage. He needed to sit by the fire pit. Of course it had a nice backyard. I mean, there's there's theories just for that as well. I mean, was Robin's house that nice? Because Cody, in his mind, was already planning, like, I'm going to spend most of my time here. Yes. Like, this house needs to be super nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally think so. In our second scene of the episode, we see Robin arrive at Mary's house as she half-asses shoveling her driveway. <laughs> Why did they give this woman a shovel and we're like, just shovel something <laughs> just like have robin robin there. pulls up and mary's just one hand <laughs> shoveling something and i'm like wait what that does not work like that <laughs> just like smashing it into ice <laughs> just like nothing's happening i have a feeling this conversation definitely did not go down as robin envisioned it i Okay, do you remember back in Las Vegas when they were at the panel and Robin thought she was such a badass when she was like, don't make me a victim, sweetie. I think that kind of happened this time too with all that crying and being like, it doesn't matter how many presents you have. I'm like, wow, you were were really, you practiced that. (laughs) Like, this was your shining moment. It's always awkward for me to think, Every time Robin is having these kind of moments, or even the kids that we saw in the last episode when they're talking about each other's siblings, you know the parent or the significant other, in this case Cody, is right next to the camera like as they're <laughs> filming. It must be it must make for this really interesting scene. I just envision it going on. I picture Cody just off camera, like shaking his head slightly, like too much, too much. No, or Cody's like <laughs> Egging it on. He's like, more, yeah, give me going. more. Keep going. You're doing more passion. Great. <laughs> he's like wiping his fake tear. He's like, do the tear thing. Do the tear thing. <laughs> you remember the menthol we put on your finger? Put that in your eye. <laughs> oh. 
But we're not there yet. We're just really excited for it. <laughs> Mary and Robin sit outside of Mary's house at the fire pit because we will never go inside of a house. They sit down, they exchange pleasantries, and Robin says that she's okay, sort of. Christmas was crazy. Cut to a talking head where she says Christmas was tragic for her. We have very, very different definitions of that word. Okay, question. Christmas was crazy. Mm -hmm. I think in her definition, that means the amount of gifts that I bought for Christmas (laughs) was overwhelming. Crazy. Because you had, what, six, seven people at your house? Mm Mm-hmm. And two full-blown days of gifts. Like, that second day really rivaled. Especially considering how big your Christmases used to be. I mean, this must be like a walk in the park. This is nothing. This is not. Well, it doesn't even. It's just nothing. Everyone else did everything. She just had to bring a relish tray. So like, she actually has to host now instead of Christine being like, "I cooked all day," and Janelle's like, "I slightly helped with these centerpieces." <laughs> and oh. now it's like, only don't attack Robin. the queen. How dare you? No, just I mean, I appreciate a comfy, functional queen. Like, good for you. The text chain is brought up again, and we find out that a couple days after the insanity, Cody and Robin decided it was not safe for them to participate in the gift exchange. They really did a little bit of therapy and decided that's what they're going to take for the rest of their lives, describing things as not safe. Here's my opinion on that. From what we got on the show, I got the feeling that Robin probably wanted the gift exchange to go down at her house. Mm, Yeah. And I'm going to guess a lot of the older kids weren't down for that. I totally agree. Because the chicken tenders can't leave the house. We must come to the tenders. I mean, that really could have been it. It could have just been a situation of where are like probably when and where are we going to host this gift exchange? And Robin was really pulling for it to be at her home, her and Cody's home. or mm-hmm. you know. And I just think there was really strong opinions against it. She wants to be the nucleus. And no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. Like, it's absolutely not. So I think between her wanting it at her house and her basically just taking it over, needing the video call to happen right then. We're going to plan it all right now. And they're going to do it around her and her family at her house. Absolutely not. So it is not safe for them to participate in the gift exchange. But then in the very next breath says that she wanted them at her house, but she just didn't want to watch a fight go down. It just not, it's just not fair to people. The way Robin is creating this, this vision of like this fight that's probably wouldn't happen. I just, I just don't see that happening. I don't either. And but you're you're stopping yourself from doing an action based on these what ifs. I'm like, yeah, we can always get in our car accident, but we're still going to drive. Mm-hmm. Like, so the fact that you're saying this is why I didn't do it, but it's not it's not a fact that like wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's a possibility. It's a yeah. maybe, but most likely it wouldn't happen. I really do think that everyone would be on their best behavior because no matter how mad they are, they're mad because they're not getting time with their dad. They would want that time. I I, think they would hold the fight. The fight will happen. I think we're holding it, though. I (laughs) think 
no offense. I think that's putting it just a little too simple because really? it's not just they want to spend time with their dad. They're also pissed off of like how their dad has treated their mothers. Yes. Very good point. And now that's out there for the world to know. And to another aspect, imagine being an older sibling and you know your young siblings are being essentially cast aside mm -hmm. for this other family. I mean, you now you're mad at your dad. Mm -hmm. You're mad at how your younger siblings are being treated. You're mad about how your mothers are being treated. Like it's so it's coming from so many different avenues. It's not just, oh, I'm mad at my dad because he's a dick or whatever. Yeah. There's so many more things in that. And my mind immediately goes to Logan. And I was trying to think like, man, what must he feel like as literally almost another parent to these kids helped raise them, took care of them every morning, got everyone ready for school. And it makes me think back to this time. I remember he threw a graduation party for Savannah. I thought that was so sweet and it just sucks. He probably did it because he's like, yeah, dad isn't going to do anything. We'll be amazed if dad shows up. So if we're saying this is Savannah's senior year. I I think I think I think so. I think or so. Or is it junior? It's winter now, summer, then senior year. Oh, we're terrible. I know. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have looked that up first. Let's just say it is her senior year. So okay. dad does your birthday thing, forgets about you for the holidays. I don't know if you're ever actually going to get a Christmas on TV or at mm -hmm. all. Then follows up with around June-ish time frame. You're graduating. I'm guessing you're... Wouldn't it be wild if they didn't talk that whole time? We do know that he and Robin did go to her graduation ceremony. I read on Reddit that someone said that they went up to Robin to ask her for a photo. And she was like, ugh fine and took a photo with that person if that was me and at the graduation at she, the graduation yes, ceremony yes the way no ma'am how like, dare you i'd be like bitch please i take that back i don't want a photo i don't no, i, I don't, don't want, want a photo, photo. whatever no oh the the insults of i would have been writing so hard for christine janelle and these kids and i'm not even involved <laughs> if you answer like that i'm like mm, you know what never mind i don't want this photo just like christine doesn't want your husband goodbye it's so fascinating. Once again, so many times where another wife is kind of hinting or like picking away at Cody's armor, you can see how uncomfortable that makes Robin. Because once again, this is the man she chose to lead her family. It really bugs her when you say anything negative about him. Yeah, it's a reflection of her. Robin tells Mary that truly Isabel and McKelty came over so that Cody could do some Christmas with them. Focus on this wording. Cody could do some Christmas with them. Not so we could have a Christmas together so we could host them while they're in town. There's no we. It is Cody and them. I hate that. That's her subconscious coming out. Now, something we thought initially was... When we got the preview here, it was kind of odd that Mary didn't know that they were coming to visit mm -hmm. or Mary wasn't invited to the second Christmas. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where, you know, we do this pod, we have opinion pieces and all that. But this is, again, why I think our, our pod works is because sometimes I do try to be devil's advocate or see things from a different perspective. Sometimes <laughs> other times we are definitely on the same side. <laughs> we are fucking going in. Sorry, not sorry. But 
in some ways you could form an opinion and be so strong about it. Like right now we could be like, Oh, that's fucked up. They didn't invite Mary. You know, that that's just rude. Mary has a good relationship with Isabel. But as you found out, McKelty asked Robin not to invite Mary. So you see how initially we could attack Robin or Cody, but it's actually McKelty asking Robin, Hey, I don't have a good relationship with her. Like, please don't invite her to second Christmas. But that's not fair either, though. And it's like, but you can't win. But like, we're going to form a bad opinion and there's no winning here. There's no winning. But Robin doesn't get to sit there and spew all of this when she is also facilitating differences and then running to Mary talking about how you can't leave me. You just... You claim that's your best friend. That's your sister wife. Like there had to have been some middle ground there. You could have. I don't know. I don't know what the middle ground is, because, of course, you do want to respect McKelty if she's uncomfortable around her. Sure. But maybe be like, hey, they're going to be in town these dates or I don't know. I mean, technically, Mary did know at the huge fighting with Janelle and Cody at Mm -hmm. Robin's house. It was because they were getting the Airbnb. So technically she knew she didn't know any more past that. She could have contacted Isabel. So this but where, this it still bugs me. Goes. I wonder if Mary I'm sorry I cut you off a little bit there. You're fine. <laughs> I wonder if Mary's thinking this B. Like I have a good relationship with these kids and Robin, who doesn't, still gets to be in their presence and hang mm-hmm. out with them by proxy of being close to Cody yes. when I want to hang out with those kids. Mm-hmm. Man, she must have been seriously offended. I would be. Again, I don't know what the right thing to do is when someone specifically says don't invite this person. But at the same time, like, it doesn't there have to be a level of honesty with that other person? Someone on Reddit posted such a it was fantastic. It was it was it perfectly summed up how Robin communicates and her lack of awareness where Robin would be. It was something like this. It's not exactly it's like Robin would be the type of person who is pregnant and is complaining about the pain of being pregnant to their friend who cannot get pregnant. It's that like, sounds very maybe, Robin. It's like, maybe that's not the friend you should be complaining to. Yeah, as we see time and time again in this episode of Lo- alone about how like they should have just fixed it and Mary has to come try to bring some sense into this and say both parties need to want to fix it. That miracle you just said, that little point is where... Mary is taking a jab at Cody because, well, I'm here. I'm still in this marriage, but your husband is not interested, Mm -hmm. even though by our religion, I mean, dude, we got to we got to work through this. And then Robin just goes like, (laughs) like has no opinion about it. No realization of connection. Nothing. Something I find interesting is that in this in this one on one between them, for some portions, and you'll, um, I'm sure you'll break it down, they re- they're talking a lot, a lot about Christine. And right there we have these two group of people sort of, well, it's mostly Robin, like forming these opinion pieces towards Christine. But this moment where Mary is adding Cody and saying, yeah, both parties have to be like in this. She immediately like, oh, I can't touch that. Mm-hmm. But you're all in on talking about Christine. What? Because she decided to get divorced from Cody. 
Similar to how she decided to end her first marriage and move on, but we will discuss that later. Back to the conversation with Mary and Robin. Mary says she doesn't know why Robin is telling her this. And Robin says that she just went along with what everyone else wanted. There goes, that's a little bit of backtracking, a little bit of, whoa, don't be mad at me. We're friends. Mm -hmm. It was their fault. I was, you know, I'm just an innocent third party here. She also in her talking head goes even further. Robin says, I thought she knew about it and I felt really bad. It's frustrating because I couldn't control it. I didn't get to decide. So do you usually get to control it? Do you usually get to decide? Because that's on you for not telling her. That is one way to read it. And that is how initially how I read it watching the show live. Something else that is interesting because in this talking head moment, Robin could have thrown McKelty under the bus, but chose not to. That's her only ally. She's not going to put her under the bus. That's probably why she decided that she was just going to take this one and like maybe get in a bad light with Mary because she was like, I only have McKelty. <laughs> oh, at the end of this conversation, Mary was done. Yep. It was, she, it was a wrap. You could see her getting more and more upset. I love seeing the awakening. I'm going to say it every week. I love it. At this point, Robin decides that she's going to shift the conversation from Christmas, the boys, relationships to Christine, which I view her talking about Christine very similar to Mean Girls when Caddy's like, it's like word vomit. Like, I, I can't wait to talk about her. I want someone to bring her up. I just like I have to talk about her. I feel like every episode she like has to find a way to put a little jab to Christine. That's a serious level of living rent-free. For real. Robin is trying to understand why Christine left, what this is, that this isn't our family. She says this isn't the people I know. Maybe you didn't know these people. Mary talking to Robin says that Cody said that COVID revealed the real us. And she's confused. She says, so the past 30 years was just a big lie? Robin says, you tell me, I have only been here for a part of it. As this conversation went longer and longer, it seemed like Robin dug herself so deep. She just couldn't see a way out. So she's literally just digging further in, just I, digging further in. That's how I felt too, because again, all previous seasons, oh, this is how polygamy is. I'm this expert. I know everything about this family. Yeah, we do this every year for Christmas. And then now it's like, oh, I don't know. Hands off. You tell me. Robin talks about how Cody said that years and years ago, there were problems with Christine from the beginning. And this is where Mary starts getting a little annoyed and says, well, if you're going to say that, you're going to say there were issues with me from the very beginning and look at where we're at now. I just think that every time Mary has a rebuttal, Robin has really has nothing. There's no valid response it's just a lot of walking around the conversation mm -hmm. and i think mary just kept going in on her because she was so annoyed of just this whole concept of why are we even talking about this why are you telling me this everything we're talking yes. about in some way is kind of a slight at me and how things aren't working out and now you're talking about christine where you again mary in a way holding her principles of their religion of like like you have no right to talk about their relationship mm -hmm. and why they chose to, you know, separate and divorce. Like that was a decision between them. And even 
Mary herself, in a way, is uncomfortable talking about that. Yeah, like, I think she is living more true to the fact that, like, these are separate relationships. They both made this decision, and that's kind of it. In Janelle's talking head, she talks about when they first came out to the public and how there was this new relationship that was all shiny and new, and it never really settled the way it did for the first 17 years of their marriage. And that's so sad because so much time has passed since then, and it's been the constant struggle to try to get back what they had. And you just can't. It's, It's new, it's different, and it'll never be that again. Cutting back to the apartment with Janelle, Savannah, and Christine, Janelle's really blunt and says she's not really sure if she's interested in Cody anymore, in a relationship, in the marriage. She says that she talked to Cody, and sometimes the old Cody will come through, and so that kind of makes her question, is she really done? But that goes back to the whole stringing along aspect that Christine Mm -hmm. was talking about. Yeah, you get these very small moments of nice Cody or, you know, quote unquote, like old Cody. But is that really him? Is it just a tiny moment in time? Because from what you're talking about, that's just a small piece of like who he is in totality. I really think it's a moment in time. And just with his uh, record and how he has been for the last 10 years, like you can't hope that what was who he was prior is who he will end up being and who no one could tell how long that would be. In a separate talking head, Janelle says, the children felt like there was so much favoritism and so much inequality in time and resources towards Robin. I was fine with it, but now going back, starting new, I wouldn't do that. I would want to feel like we were truly a couple. Which is fascinating because she did always pride herself on her independence independence and how she lives her life. Mm-hmm. And like that's not a big part of her life. The romantic portion is not something that she needs. And she thinks back and is like, wow, I, I do want to be an actual, like, what do they say? A fully functioning marriage. It goes back to my point where I mentioned it's not just about, you know, kids disliking their father. It's also how they're seeing this disparity of time between their younger siblings. Mm -hmm. But then Janelle mentions something interesting where even last episode, she mentions I am, you know, this many years old. I have nothing. What have I done? Have I made a big mistake? You can see she's analyzing more of her entire life of what she's done because she's thinking, well, if I treated this differently, could things have been different? Could my kids have had more time with their father If we were, you know, quote unquote, more like a normal, regular couple. I think it would have ended up the same way. No, I agree. I agree as well. But it's interesting to see Janelle just analyzing her Mm -hmm. past and her life and all the decisions she's made. I agree with you. I think it would have been exactly the same. I totally a thousand percent agree with Christine. What she mentioned, he just found the love of his life and or their soulmates. You know, they found their soulmates. And it just so happens that he was married with three other women. Yeah. Mary shares an interesting story that really highlights how manipulative and how Cody plays favorites. Mary talks about one of their early Christmases together when Christine joined the family. She got many gifts from Cody, just gift after gift after gift. And there was nothing for Mary. At the end, Janelle says, oh, wait, there's something in my room. 
Cody goes, gets it, and brings out just a hoodie, not even wrapped, and just handed it to her. Isn't it wild how that story almost perfectly reflects Robin's kids to Cody's other kids? Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. But it also goes to show that, like most of us, right, the new shiny thing is our favorite thing. Yep. But then why now does he say he's never even liked her Found her disgusting. I think that's more probably of a coping mechanism of his ego has been hit. So he needs to put her down to not feel the weight of what has happened to him. Of someone could actually reject me. Someone could walk away from me. Isn't that such a gross coping mechanism for a grown man, 50 plus years old, 18 children, I mean, you have doing, to attack. He's doing it with Janelle now with calling her out on like, we we haven't acted like a married couple for a long time. I'm like, yeah. well, you were okay with it this whole time. Yep. So which one is it? But now that he's getting burned by it, now he's attacking her. Cody with a guilty ass face says, I don't remember that. But that's sort of the place where resentment builds. Okay. Sir, you're blushing. I know. Your face screams guilty screams guilty the fact that you're not even looking at the camera you're looking away come on we know that story is very true christine talks about this incident as well and when christine questioned why did you not get anything that is also your wife cody said that oh you have that gift certificate you're gonna give her right like it was her responsibility to get a gift for his wife not a good look not a good look. So he's been pulling that crap forever. Why isn't it Robin's responsibility to get the kids gifts then? If you always want to put stuff on the wives, but not Robin. Robin's a soulmate. She doesn't have to have the responsibilities the other wives or be up to the standards that the other wives have had to have for the past 30 years. Mary has a secret. Before Robin came into the picture, Her and Cody were going through a not-so-good time. Cody kept claiming to Mary that he was giving her more time than Janelle and Christine. So she started keeping track, not of where he was, but how much time he was with her. And it was less than a third of the time. And it just proved to her that she was right. Robin also had a secret. There was a month or two, she's not sure, In Vegas, when Christine was saying that he was never spending time at her house. And Robin thought that was weird because he was not really at her house either. She started tracking it and found out that, yeah, um, that, uh, I was, he was not with me as much. (laughs) (laughs) The first part there with Mary, I don't know how Cody could be so confused because at this point in time, you have three wives just... You're making the rotation, right? It's the wife's day. If you're not at work, you are with that family. Yes. Like, that's even time. That's that's what I can give you. I'm at work. I come home from work. I'm with you guys. With Robbins, it was a bit different because the way their situation was set up, yes, it might be Christine's day or Mary's day or whatever, but if you only show up at night, and this is exactly how Christine described him in Flagstaff, He shows up for dinner, probably sleeps there, and then he leaves early in the morning. Mm -hmm. 
So he was probably doing that in Vegas, except in Vegas, he had an quote unquote office and a space <laughs> for his car. And sure. there are so many things to break in that fucking story. One, you could easily have had an office in Mary's house. Two, you own the cul-de-sac. Park the car wherever the hell you want. Anywhere three, in the middle. What does it matter where your car is? Are you working on this on this convertible? Like just just walk across the street. Also, he was always running across the street. He was running everywhere. Why did he need a car? And it's funny he mentions oh, if I'm in the office or in the garage, I'm like, sir, what are you doing in the garage? Because I don't think um okay now i know he's probably working on that bike but realistically (laughs) realistically i don't know if i've ever seen a scene of you doing a mechanical thing like moving stuff and like organizing things gloves on maybe a gym workout but you're not fixing things definitely not maintaining his wife's cars not checking for safety, not making sure those tires aren't bald or about to burst. Definitely but, not. <laughs> that's a good little callback. But <laughs> what I'm getting at is in their situation in Vegas, yes, he had an office in Robin. So let's say it's Christine's day. Okay, I'm going to go to work. And again, I have no clue what this man does in Vegas. Like, what was your job? Like, you're on a TV show that's fairly popular. You're probably making decent money. Anyway, I digress. So it's Christine's day. You go to work. Let's say you go really early, like seven. You get off work, quote unquote, at five or six all day at Robin's house. And this whole BS of like, they don't know what I'm doing or they just like, yes, you're, you're in the same house. You're communicating. Robin's making you lunch. Like something is happening at home. The kids are saying hi, daddy, when they get home from school, because yeah. by, like by this time they have been home from school for like yeah. three hours. So eventually you leave Robin's house. You Again, this is Christine's day. So you get there at six, seven. You spend a couple hours. We're talking three hours here. You go yeah. to bed and the same thing again for every other wife's oh, day. I go to Robin's house. It's you know, Ma- I'm working. It's Ma- oh, it's Mary's day. The same routine. It's Christine's day or it's Janelle's day. Same routine. So here's how you can think of like, yeah, you're spending a lot of time at Robin's house. Oh, it's Robin's day. Oh, he's not seeing any of the other wives. And there's also a few more ways to call him on the bullshit. Because when they were moving into the Las Vegas houses, he was talking, he was trying to convince Janelle to put in more rooms to her house because he was trying to say like, oh, we can have like another room for Logan. And she's like, he's going off to college. Like, it's fine. The other kids can share. It's not a big deal. She's like, we have the spare room. That is an office an office in Janelle's house. And so crap, he could have worked in that office completely fine. If Janelle also needed an office, I'm sure you're both not on calls that often together. Fun fact, me and Leon share an office. It works. It's fine. This is being done right now in here. (laughs) But another way, which is bullshit is Cody made a deal with Christine that if he can put all the wrestling mats in her garage, that he would be over and spending more time there. Spoiler, that didn't happen. That's a weird... I mean, I guess Hunter was into wrestling. Yeah. No, wait. uh, Gabe was as well. Yeah. And he was, you know, all about it growing up. Sure. He's probably like a dad coach or whatever. Yeah. So there's just multiple things that show like... That that didn't have to be that way. Also, he always used Christine's night 
for like family events. It was Christine's night. So he says, oh, we're all going to go out to dinner. So she had to share her night with the whole family. Conveniently, Robin decides she's going to reveal her pregnancy on Christine's night. Oh, weird. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Uh, there was another time when I think Mary and Cody were going to watch a movie or something. And Robin came over with the kids. Like, go home. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> That's so fascinating. Yeah. Like, if you go back and watch and, like, thankfully Reddit will always point it out of, like, all the things that happened on other wives' nights. And then how, like, no, he's unreachable when he's at Robin's. You need to link me to this post. Okay. I'll find it again. It was earlier this week, but people were just, like, sharing examples. God, the community and... is incredible. I know. There are... There are so many smart people that one can just recollect so much information mm-hmm. or they'll have they'll have the fact quick. I know. And somehow Cody and Robin not only don't know how phones and Internet and email work in Flagstaff like it's this black hole. They also don't know how cameras and TV work like they're just lying to our faces. This is how much I love this show. I was talking to my doctor about, because I had some weird sleep schedules back in the day. And sure. so she was like, how's it going? And I was like, great. I listen to podcasts at night and I go right to bed. And she was like, I wasn't prepared prepared for this question, but she was like, what do you listen to? And I was like, Sister Wives podcast. <laughs> She's probably like, what's that? Yeah. I was like, don't worry about it. Don't. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Cody goes on to talk about his own little experiment where he took a month to be with Christine in Vegas. He stayed at her house for 25 days and she quit complaining. Amazing. Who would have thought? It worked. He says, but literally the other wives only got one or two days a month. And I still feel like that's a hell of a lot better than every four months that he's currently giving Janelle and her kids. You know what's wild? The way he described this Christine experiment is probably fairly close to what's happening before the divorces or what was happening before the divorces in Flagstaff. Oh, yes, absolutely. 25 plushish days at Robbins and then you get a day here and there. And he's like, what do you mean, Christine? This isn't enough. I'm here every day. That logic is so dumb. So, wow, a wife wants to spend time with me. So I did. And she's happy. Okay. That checks out. But I caught you. But <laughs> Like what? But the logic is false because that's not attainable. You're not going to be able to provide that for every wife. No. And what, it, what you needed to be was just be on a more of a consistent schedule. I don't know what he thinks he's proving. Like you gave her what she asked more time, time with the kids. And you're like, aha, (laughs) see, you're wrong. (laughs) Also, is that the month or two that Robin decided to calculate? Yeah, that was that (laughs) That was weird. That lined up in an odd way. Yeah. Because you couldn't track any other month. Oh, you mean the months where it would have added up that he was always at your house? Mm, convenient. We weird. just we don't question those months. That's weird. Hmm, crazy. Also, I love that Christine pulled out the exact months he was away. Ooh, yes. She talks about that month and she thought, finally, he will balance out his schedule. But then it immediately went right back to how it was. She says, yes, I did get more time for one month. But Robin got the remaining 59 months. He wasn't at Janelle's house. And we know he wasn't at Mary's house. Does that mean... I mean, how 
how early into Vegas was the incident with Mary? Oh, the incident? The incident. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because the way they make it sound, it just in that sequence is that the moment they moved into these houses, like he just wasn't going to Mary's house. And that was before the incident. Well, she did say like he was not interested for a long time before that incident. Correct, correct, So, correct. I mean, but that's this, probably This is what it. I'm saying is that, again, from what we see on the show, everything's happy. We're one big family. Mary's the mover. Pack that shit in there. Let's move to Vegas. It seems like they're kind of cool. But the way they're describing it right here is like, the moment they got to Vegas, like he was basically like done with Mary. Yeah. I, that is amazing. Yeah. Done with everyone. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> but, but really Mary. But still like, wow, I thought they were cool. I know. I was sold it. Cody claims that the wives don't see what he's doing for them, but very much so sees what he's doing for somebody else. He calls it the death of joy. So in his mind, he's saying when I'm at work, air fingers, at Robbins, I'm working for all of you. Yeah, the family, and you don't appreciate it. Ah, beautiful victim mentality. Robbins says that they don't know what was going on at my house, that there were always assumptions. She says, my kids struggled like crazy, feeling like Cody wasn't around. They talked about it all the time, about how busy he was with the older kids. I mean, sure, that can be, that can be true. Like, they... This is the first polygamous family they have been in. They have not had to deal with other kids, other moms, other families. So that could all be correct. Even I, if he was spending minimal time with everyone else. I guess and I know these are kids, so they're easily impressionable. But it is interesting to me how quickly these kids formed a connection with Cody I mean, true or not. I mean, I'm just taking mm, it for face value. Forced, what Robin's saying. But <laughs> force, you will call him daddy. This is your dad. But like, I this have, is but, mommy Mary. But I have a dad. He lives in wherever. He's like, no, this is your daddy. Look at this photo of you guys as babies. This is your dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I'm just taking it for what Robin says, which I feel terrible even doing that. But it's like, did they really form that strong of a bond with Cody that quick? Maybe I don't have any experience with that, but maybe, I mean, kiddos, maybe they just like loved having a father figure around again. So that's true. Could totally be it. True. I roast it, but it could totally be very accurate. I just think, and again, it goes back to, yeah, Robin, I hear what you're saying, but what you're voicing here would be exactly what the other mothers would feel like. Okay. Well now Cody's spending a lot of time at Robin's. Hey, my young kids aren't getting enough time with their dad. It almost, it's not even fair that she's saying this. Yeah. Because every mom feels this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Christine says, I'm not going to trust someone that says they want the family, yet they are okay with Cody only being at their house. That's monogamy. Boom. I Got love it. it. Check I love mark. It. Boom. I love it. The direct shots. I'm here for it. I'm happy Use for names. everyone. <laughs> Using names. Pointing fingers. Let's call everyone out for their BS. And also, Robin. Okay, you're saying, oh, everyone has these assumptions of what's going down at my house. Okay, well, tell us. Prove me wrong. Well, well tell us what, what's yeah, going on. Exactly. Okay, 
hear me out because we love playing devil's advocate. Sure. Let's say Robin is not lying. Cody is not at her house all the time and he's really not at anyone else's house. I've heard some opinions. Where the heck is this man? You said gambling, I think was yours. You said playing cards, right? Wasn't that one of yours? Well, it doesn't have to be cards, but just gambling in general. Oh, okay. I just think my my theory is a bit off because I think there would be a picture by now of yeah, Cody gambling. True. Or just being out. Just being out and about or why is Cody out at a Vegas show by himself? That's weird. <laughs> Having the time of his you, life. You know what I mean? Like, or I saw Cody at the club just dancing. Or something, right? Yeah. Something. We or a magic show, whatever. But we haven't gotten that. So, like, Very ah, good my point. theory is kind of kind of trash. But he's off doing. I just think he's fake busy all the time. Or <laughs> oh, he, I think or, he's faking or, or, being busy or he for thinks, sure. He thinks he's doing business stuff, but really, he's like he's like calling his friends. He's calling like cousins. He's calling the dude from Oklahoma and Texas, asking, yeah. what's up, dude? Just having constant conversations while driving in the car because that was so exactly. comfortable to him when exactly. he was with Nate. I think he's on the phone, Bluetooth earpiece, just driving. I think with his just, gloves on and visor on. Stay, just, I, oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I, I can't help take care of those kids. I, I'm busy. <laughs> just doing, like, not doing anything. I Yeah, taking a four-hour road trip to turn around and come back. Like, oh, I'm um, investment trip. I need to check out an investment. Yeah, four hour trip. Yeah, I'm I'll looking at some at the, land. I'll be back at the end of the day. God. I'm scoping out this place it. called Flagstaff. Oh, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Can you imagine <laughs> how many drives that man went before he bought Coyote Pass? <laughs> so busy. Honestly, that theory is probably more realistic is he's just fake busy. Fake busy, but I really do think he's at Robin's 24-7. Oh, for sure. They can't, they can't admit that. They have to say it's not like that. Also, another point in this. So let's say, yeah, you're really not at Robin's all the time. You're not at anyone else's house. Why the heck can't anyone just talk and be like, hey, is Cody over there? Where has he been? Where did he tell you? Because I feel like with four wives, that would fall apart so fast. Isn't it funny that there obviously never was a mom group chat? No, not at all. Like, hey, have y'all seen Cody? All of them. No. Oh, that's weird. Where did he say Where he was the hell going? Is he? I'll call him now. Like, like it there would... should be a group chat with Cody and then a group chat without Cody. I agree. Robin then brings it back to Christine, though. Robin says, I always thought she would open herself up to a relationship with me and that she would figure her issues out. I hated that wording. I think it's weird that Robin is focusing in on Christine. I don't really see the value in this because it's the exact same story with Janelle. Are you just waiting to introduce the Janelle storyline? Your friendship with Janelle? <laughs> like it's a word for word. We're just changing names. <laughs> because it's the exact same uh, setting here. Yeah. And pretty soon it will totally shift. Like when she officially leaves or moves away. Robin says she constantly held out an olive branch, constantly asking, what can I do? And all she would say is that she's jealous of me. I can't find that to be true just because they seemed offended that Robin didn't ask them to help with her kids. She got a nanny. So there's all these sequences of lack of trust or 
not fully embracing this family for what it is. Like, do you think Robin had that olive branch realistically? I don't think she ever asked Christine to be her friend or asked to work on the relationship at all. And Christine backs this up. So while she's saying all this, sure, it sounds nice, but that's not the reality. Also, there's nothing wrong with Christine saying that she was jealous because that's honestly how she felt. She was being vulnerable with you. And I'm very curious what her response is. Is it simply, oh, that sucks. If a sister wife says, I'm jealous of you, I hopefully she elaborated a little bit of Mm -hmm. saying, I don't know, I'm jealous that you're so slim. I'm jealous that you get so much time with Cody. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I hope she elaborated like, oh, man, I'm jealous of you. I wish, you know, my kids got as much time with Cody as you do or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then did Robin, yeah, like you said, did Robin just have no response to that? Do you not dive deeper and like, oh, why are you jealous? Like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't think that's the really comeback that Robin thinks it is. Through tears, Robin says, we really did have the potential of having a great relationship. And I never understood why we couldn't. I don't know how to come to terms with the heartbreak of it. Honestly, I think one of the major pieces was, for years, self-described, Christine was the basement wife. And to see this wife, this new wife, be put on this pedestal and get everything she wants, I think that really hurt Christine. And I think Robin wasn't aware enough to see these things. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of goes back to the manipulation or just not aware. I don't know. I I would say you have to know. You have to know. You've been in the basement your whole life and the new wife shows up and she gets her own house? Yeah. What? Kid? She has to know. Christine talks about how in Vegas that everyone did counseling together. In the sessions, she was very direct and clear. Robin would just deny that Cody was at her house and Cody would then just kind of gaslight her. So nothing came of it. So yeah, therapy only works if you're honest and you want it to work. If you're just like telling people lies, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but again, I think Robin and Cody are just in a place where they cannot admit that is actually going down. Oh, they'll never admit it. No. Because it would... Like, why are you in polygamy if you're doing this? Why are, you, why are you in polygamy if you're going to live like that? Christine says, I would have rejected her friendship anyway. If she approached me and wanted to be friends, I would not want to be friends still. I can't trust her. Now, we read this as the present tense, correct? Yeah. Pe- present and past sounds like kind of a it, mix of it, both. It does. And did you notice Christine did not have to mention this? Like, the scene was pretty much about to end and it's almost like oop one more tidbit by the way would not be your friend show me robin watching that yeah i just think there's a lack of trust christine and robin janelle robin and even to where it starts in this season we just we just went over it mary and robin Mm -hmm. i think trust is just broken i think so too i think that's what finally gets mary to wake up We find out that Janelle had a conversation with Robin before she purchased her big house that she's in now. Janelle felt it would hurt their ability to pay off the land in a timely manner. She says it was just a normal conversation, not confrontational. We find out that a year and a half later, Robin and Cody were arguing and she brought up the conversation with Janelle. 
She says to try to get him to understand the situation from her point of view. Well, from their point of view, again, she wants to spin it as we're on the same team. It's me and Janelle versus Cody. But then Cody went to Janelle and told her that she was being unreasonable, pushy, and mean to Robin. This is when Janelle realized what Robin was doing and kind of the voices in the background. I talked to you about this during our drive, and I think it bums me out that the wives didn't see these sequences earlier Mm -hmm. or they didn't catch on earlier of what was going on. It seems like to some extent, I mean, even Janelle, when she mentions that she found out, I mean, you're already in Flagstaff. Like it's been so many years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It took this long for it to all connect. I feel like there would have been so many little incident instances. And is that because you're just hoping for the best? You're like, Oh no, maybe she heard wrong or maybe he heard wrong. Honestly, the fact that it's, I, I think Janelle's very smart. I think the fact that it's her curse so long kind of represents how little they actually communicated with each other. Yes. Again, like how if Cody was truly just out bopping around, you would have to know. Janelle says that if being friends with Robin is a requirement, then that's it. She don't want it. I like the bluntness. Christine in a talking head said, who had a great relationship with Robin for years? Yet Cody wasn't attracted to her. Mary, he's full of shit. Again, I love how there's no fucks given anymore with Christine. No. There's no connection there. She can say whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Right? The contract is severed. She's good. Yeah. Play that back to Cody during the tell-all. Then we flash back to Mary and Robin outside. Robin says, I want answers. Unless there are deal breakers, real deal breakers. You can go to counseling. You can try to figure it out. You can translate that to Robin doesn't think anything Christine said was a deal breaker. She thinks she's just being dramatic and it's not real and it wasn't a big deal. And they keep bringing up counseling, but they either did go to counseling in Vegas or... No, actually, in Vegas and in their honeymoon. They did. Like, they've done counseling. It didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Mary's bluntness here when she said, Robin's belief doesn't matter in this situation. I applaud that because that was her girl. And she is willing to say what needs to be said. Yeah, for this episode, Mary, just incredible edit, incredible comebacks. To say that in the talking head... Again, I kind of wish that was in person. Like, why didn't yes. you say this to her face? While it was happening. Like, oh, I don't think it's right for you to talk about their relationship. The two adults, they decided to separate. And that's it. And also, okay, this whole scene, there's just so much from Robin about trying to, you know, commenting on trying to make a marriage work and mm-hmm. working through issues and so on and so forth. Okay, so you don't value what Christine's breaking point was. So should they not value your breaking point from your previous marriage being a divorcee yourself? Oh no, that was real. She tried so hard. She worked so hard and that was just a bad, bad person. Because Christine was in a bad place in her marriage for longer than you were ever in a marriage the first time. Thank you. 
it, it's again we, we mentioned it so many times reflection like reflection. you are a divorced woman you have gone through this so you must know what christine had literally faced to get to the point to say I need a divorce. Respect Christine just as you want to be respected about your first marriage. You can't just erase it. This is when Robin starts to break and she says, I just don't understand. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> We're here. I don't know what's going on with Robin, but that was, that was a little funny. <laughs> In her talking head, Robin says that she doesn't care what everyone else is doing. That it's just a cheap version of what the family was. She says, I don't care who's getting together. I don't care how many presents you give. I don't care about how many special foods you make or fancy houses you rent. It's a cheap version. It's a broken version. And these kids, they know it. It's wild because this whole segment, she's literally talking shit about Christina Janelle. Yeah, just say it then. If you want to talk that much shit, own it. What are you talking about? Everything she says can be also related to her. Let's talk about the amount of presents. Oh, you want to talk about houses? How about million dollar houses that are owned, not rented? Special foods. I'm sorry they're making more than a relish tray or a tortilla. That is French. Ooh, going low. Going low. Just get out of here. Get out of here. It's interesting that she mentions this and then you see the blatantly obvious wealth disparity at Christmas time. I mean, the bikes were just one thing that were anywhere from 600 to $800. Mm -hmm. That was just one like side gift out of this mountain of gifts for these kids. Whereas turn around and Janelle's giving her kids gift cards. Yeah. Which like, that's what they wanted. But at the same time, it's like, why wouldn't you use all that wealth you have, Cody and Robin, to spread it amongst the family? It's all that they attack Christine and Janelle for how they treated this whole Christmas situation. Honestly, it's weird that you're blaming them because even outside of them, you have so many issues with other family members that are just unwilling to go to your home that realistically... What they did is the best thing they could do to get the most amount of people together for Christmas. And just from what we could see, the short snippets, their version seemed, you know, more full of life, you know, more laughter, more joking around. And the way you guys self-film, your Christmas looks really dry and really boring. Like in one scene, it's Cody's like, come on, everybody, get off your phones. Let's hang out. Like, everyone's <laughs> on their fucking phone just chilling. They're like, bored. Like they're bored as hell. <laughs> and, and then you go to Christine and Janelle's and they're doing snowball fights, arresting each other. Yeah, having a good time. Making food. Like a bunch of stuff's going on. And not to say that that wasn't going on at Cody's with their, you know, French burritos or whatever. <laughs> but I just think it's it's weird to take a shot at them for how they decided to celebrate the holidays. Putting someone down for how they celebrate the holidays does not make yours any better. Mary says that she sees value in the big picture family. She wishes they could figure their crap out, but doesn't know if that's possible or know if anyone is interested. The scene ends with Robin saying that she needs a reason why her family was blown to smithereens. And we could just hold up a mirror to her and Cody. In a complete left field... We get Salt Lake City with Christine McKelty, Truly, and Aspen. They're planning Christine's 50th birthday party, which they decided will be a 1950s theme. 
It's interesting that we will see the 1950s party, but we do know there was a separate Roaring Twenties themed party that was not filmed. So photos on Instagram if you want to see those. We had an idea right after that we saw this scene that would just been incredible. We wanted to get Shamar Moore to do a cameo for Christine. Oh, I know. For right before her wedding, we were like, let's get a cameo from Shamar Moore. And we'll, what was it? What, baby girl or hey, baby girl or something like that. You will always be my baby girl, even after you get married. Like it was, I mean, we were thinking about the <laughs> script and our, it just going back and forth. And it was so good. I was providing Shamar Moore this entire script. Like you don't have to do anything. Just read this off. But we looked up in Cameo, and he is not on Cameo. But I found his booking page. How much do you think it would cost to oh, book him? It's up there. It's probably up there. I'm just saying it's an option. <laughs> McKelty takes over a little too much for me. I mean, I know that's kind of her personality, but, like, let's not invite your dad's best friend. Like, it's just there might be some loyalty to him, and we don't need that or these vibes. It's about your mom. It's our first party just for her. I joked about this in the previous pod, but is Cody's best friend his cousin and or brother and or in any way related to him? Probably. I'm assuming one of the people that we saw. The way his circle moves, everyone's related to them. The wreath. And yeah, I guess it would be odd to invite. It is weird the way they're. It's so odd the way their family's built because you can't invite your grandma uh, it's maybe not to the first one. Sure. It's, but yes, that is the kid's grandmother. That is your but grandma. It's her ex-mother-in-law. That's true. I guess it's not the kiddo's birthday. It's Christine's yeah, birthday. Yeah, kiddo's birthday, I would say, totally fine. Yeah. First birthday after leaving the husband. Okay, but the eh, fact that McKelty even brought up Cody's best friend. I know. Like, I thought what? that was more like I would have been more open to the ex-mother-in-law That's being invited. That was way out there. Yeah. Like, no, no, your dad's best friend. No. McKelty is funny. She's like a. Her and Christine have similar energy from when Christine hosted the They're family event. So but, similar. But I think Christine can walk the line of not being over the top. It, she's like it's you know she just walks that that line whereas i think mckelty, <laughs> she gets right on I think that McKelty line. <laughs> can't do that as well then we see a classic scene of mary driving and we kind of get a rundown of what's been going on with the bmb since her mother passed away about a year ago her bff jen runs the bmb and i'm just curious where jen's family is because we know they were traveling from Oregon to Texas, stopped to hang out with Mary and Parowan, and then Jen just stayed forever. I'm curious, like, where did did the family continue on to Texas and they visit? Did did they just give up on Texas and they all moved to Utah? Oh, I told you what I would have done if that was you in this position. Oh, and I just I'm, stayed. I'm leaving your ass in Parowan. <laughs> I am. Are you visiting me? Whether we were going to Oregon or Texas, I am continuing on. I am not staying in Parowan, Utah. I'm sorry, Parowan. I'm just not staying there. We find out that Mary is going to move her clothing business to Southern Utah just to kind of keep everything in one place. It's too much anxiety and stress to worry about commuting and having two businesses in two separate locations. So is Jen going to run or be a part of her downline 
for BMB and the clothing business? I think so. Yes, because she is always on Friday with friends as well. I think there's a lot of over overlap. Mary says that she's worried about how Robin will react. She will tell her before Cody because Cody won't give a rat's ass, which is accurate. It's so painfully true. Do we know where Mary currently lives? No, and I have a theory that it is the BMB. She does do the whole, what does she call them? Like, ex- not excursions, but. Oh, her retreats. Her retreats. That, that wouldn't make sense if you're already living there. Hmm. And I don't think you can book it anymore. Sure. I mean, it was probably a big flop. I don't think it was a flop, but uh, like she lives there. So she doesn't but, want people like in there. Anymore. But isn't there also, wasn't there also a thing like you couldn't ask about the show? Oh, I don't know. I think, that sounds I thought, vaguely familiar. I thought but that I don't was a remember. part of the the whole setup. I'm like, that's like the only reason I want to go. <laughs> right. Mary says, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the family. I'm not leaving Cody. Cody has basically left me already. And I'm like, girl, just leave. Just I leave. I didn't like the way this was worded because it does make it sound like she's still committed versus just saying Cody has left me physically and spiritually. So I'm moving to Parowan. Yeah. And also the way she states that is because it, it wasn't direct. It's almost like, well, are you coming back to Flagstaff every once in a while? Like, are you keeping your super expensive rental? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on here? Again, financial decisions. That's like $4,000 a month. Last I heard that is spendy. I feel like she was testing the waters okay. to officially okay. do it. Gotcha. Okay. Mary says that Cody has been direct about his non-interest in her with other people, but has never had the conversation with her. She doesn't feel like it would be fair to make any decisions without the two of them finally having that conversation. And I understand her want, her need for that conversation, but man, this man is yelling it from the rooftops. He's saying it on national television that he has no interest in a relationship with you. I mean... He just doesn't know why you live here anymore. Like, it's just he is too much of a coward to have the conversation for years now. Like, choose yourself, worthy up, and let's get going. Isn't that wild that is it back to the religion of why he can't directly tell her, like, you need to move on? Well, yeah, like, because he would be the one giving up on the relationship. He would be the bad guy then. He thinks that he looks better because people are leaving him sure which it doesn't this episode ends with christine saying that she saw how cody strung mary along for years and that he would have done the same thing to her which he absolutely would and he even did as long as she allowed it to i mean the fact that he hasn't had the direct conversation with mary is in some way i know i heard you said like he is being fairly blatant about like you should probably move on. I don't mm-hmm. want a relationship. But he doesn't say it to her. He, he says say it on the to show. Her, so it's not it's not final. Mm-hmm. So by the way you live and the religion, like you kind of are stringing her along. Yeah, he totally is. On the next time on, we see Christine working with a professional matchmaker, but we do know that her and her current boo have met online. So I don't think of this we're gonna meet him here. But maybe a chance to see Christine dating. Yeah, I'll take it. It's That'd fun. Cool. We also see that Janelle has an appointment with Cody. 
It's so weird to call it an appointment, too. Oh, I love it because it's there's Not like nothing a, romantic. There is nothing here. It's just going to go get my eyes checked. Going to go get my oil changed. I got to go stop by and talk to this dude. Yeah, this is I love that she called it an appointment. She reveals that she does want to stay separated and Cody is wide eyed and surprised and I can't wait to see it in action. I have a feeling you're going to be a little disappointed because I think... Of course I am. <laughs> I think he'll quickly revert to... That's fine. Whatever. I know. Like, oh, sounds good. I am excited for that sit down, though. I think it's going to be really good. I know. The first appointment. <laughs> Anything else this week? No. Great. Well, good episode. I'm not going to call it great. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Hey, but if you're a fan of the pod, you get a long pod this week. Plenty to break down. Plenty to break down. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate all of you. Uh, Can't wait to cover the next episode. We're getting so many nice messages and reviews and comments, and we really appreciate that you guys take the time to not only listen to this podcast, but interact with us as well. So we really appreciate you all kind of hanging out, and we hope you enjoy. I hope you have a good, non-stressful week, fun weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Talk to you later.